different sex drives. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions, as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership, as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. So this is an interesting topic. (laughs) This is such a great topic. Because this can be a big problem in relationships, Mm. sex drive. Yeah. And when we have a different sex drive, when one person wants more intimacy. They can feel very rejected by that. If you have different sex drives... And you don't talk about it. You're never meeting each other, you? are kind of you? a bit resentful too. So one person can be a bit resentful that they're not getting their needs met. Which is really hard. Like one of the things we want to have in a relationship is to have a close, intimate connection with someone. And if we haven't ever had the experience of that, we don't see that. We don't see that sort of loving attention in our families or as we grow up, then how do we know that's what we want? Have you ever found yourself in this situation where it's so uneven? Yeah, definitely. I felt like in some relationships, I have probably wanted more physical intimate touch and maybe I didn't know how to ask for that. And so it just didn't happen. So there was a bit of a a disconnect. How about you? Have you heard that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Tell us your experience of that. So I would say that the first relationship I was in, that person was more physical than I was. And that was more, be more like a friendship. I did not have a high sex drive in that relationship. You, you were squirming a little while you were saying this. I can say, <laughs> as with as with any time we mention sex, Beck squirms a little. You're really good, like you really step into it, but I can see sometimes you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking about this on a microphone. <laughs> True, huh? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's met my level since I've been with you, which we're very similar level. Yeah, we have the same love language of physical touch. It's which one of our main things. It makes it a little easier. It makes it easier because mm. we're always touching each other mm. to the dismay of our children. <laughs> you see a lot of butt squeezing going on around the house. <laughs> and not just me. I'm not the one just doing the butt squeezing around here. I think we have been caught by all of them, though. We have. We have. But at least that's an example set of love for them, yep. isn't it? Like we, we are pretty openly affectionate in front of them, which is nice too. I think that's a good example because I found that I've mentored women where they've never seen that by their mum and dad. They've never seen two people in love. And therefore that's a struggle for them when they step into relationships because they've never had an example set for them of two people who are romantically in love. Yeah, because I guess a lot of people i mean becoming parents is hard work Mm. and managing kids and it can sometimes maybe wear that intimate romantic affectionate side it can wear that down because you get stuck in the i need to do the thing and you have to put effort into it so i think the discussion is really important about your sex drive and if they do differ a bit but also setting aside a time for it because sometimes we can just leave it to the last minute when everyone's tired and it's the last yeah, thing. Yeah, we don't prioritise it because, you know, first comes kids and work. You're um, exhausted. Shopping and dinner. and It's like 10.30 at night and that's probably the last thing most people want to do. Mm, and then definitely there's a difference. 
Because then, especially depending on what people have done, and, you know, I think if you work where you are, like physical work all day, Mm. you can be physically exhausted when you come home. If you work with people, like you're a teacher or a social worker, work in offices, you might just be sick of people by the time you come home and just don't want to be... Want some space. Want space. So another thing that comes between people is maybe what they like or what they don't like in the bedroom. So it's about having those conversations again, isn't it? Yeah, because, I mean, you might be very adventurous. You might have a high, like, adventure drive in an intimate space. And the other person might be very vanilla. And that's okay. But how do you meet? Because that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. Because it has to be compromised. It can't be, well, this is the way it is. You have to do what I say. No, I think what a, a really good idea is to do is to sit down and talk about it. It's uncomfortable if this has become a problem in your relationship, that your libidos are different. It's great to sit down and have a conversation about it. Ask questions like, how can I enhance our passion together? Mm, so that's talking about how can I meet both our needs Yes. Yep. What turns you on? Make time for it, which is what we touched on before. Prioritize it. If it's become a problem, it's now become a priority in your relationship to work it out and fix it up. And you're not going to function well without it. I like this question. What's your favorite time to make love and why? Oh, that's a great question. Don't leave it to the last minute, as we were discussing before. It might be someone likes afternoon delight. We love afternoon delight. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Well, you're not tired and you're not rushing for work. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. What's your favourite position? Those kind of questions. This is a lot of like on our other podcast, Yuck and Yum. Mm. It's about knowing the other person's mm. yum. And there's a great game for that, which is the our Spotify or Apple yeah. Music two to three minute songs where you just have a song each. and Love, love that game. Yeah. And the other person gets to say to you, say, oh, I want you to do this to me. And we've played this game many a times. This is a great game. Mm. And when I say to you, oh, can you do this to me? Then you get to know what I like. And if someone's... And I li- get to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Win-win. You know, and if someone doesn't like have a strong libido like the other one, it doesn't have to lead to sex. So, you know, it can be just that beautiful experience of intimacy together that's basically edging or foreplay for days until you actually get to that point where the the other person wants to have sex. And that's okay too. That's fine. That's fine. Yep. And the reality of it is if you're pushing into that space. It doesn't have you to be want, destination. You want, yeah, don't be destination focused. <laughs> if you're pushing in that space because you want the other one to have sex more with you, then you're getting it through coercion or force. The other person doesn't want it. Right. And they're going to the want it day, less if you do that. Too. Yeah, they'll want it, yeah, they'll obviously want it less. But if you can actually work out where to meet them and there's a conversation between you about how we can move this to a space where we both feel mm. satisfied in this relationship. Mm. I think another really good question is, is there something sexually you've always wanted to try Mm, about adventure yeah and how often would you like to have sex ideally in an ideal world think about how many people is probably triggering the daylights out of it's like oh my god i can't talk to them about sex i only sleep in their bed how can i have a conversation about this (laughs) (laughs) well you know what you're missing out on a whole nice life of enjoyable sex have these conversations you know what nice life of enjoyable sex (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's a square tangle. You're so square sometimes. Also, I think a really good question is what can I do to make our sex life better? So be proactive. That's, 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 not, be a proactive. Mono, that's not a monologue. Yeah. That's not a one-way conversation. The other person then has to ask the same thing and do that. It takes effort for it both It does take parts. effort. And it might be one person says something, the other one's just like, no way. That's the yuck and the yum. It's like, okay, so that's all right. You mm. don't want to do that. Let's talk about 
why mm. or let's talk about what else we can do shouldn't ever be not nah, everything's off the table because of my past experiences mm. or my past stuff how do we meet each other i'm gonna ask you a question you gave me an intent look just then i was expecting a question <laughs> you find this subject very easy to talk about and i find yes. it very easy to talk about with you mm, yeah but have you ever been in a situation where you found this subject hard to talk about? I don't think I've ever spoken this freely and openly about intimacy and emotionality with a woman. Mm, okay, interesting. Because there will be people sitting out there that go, like you said, oh, my God, this is so hard to talk about with my partner. Yeah, I couldn't imagine talking about a lot of this stuff that we talk about with my past partners. I think I didn't know that it was actually a thing you did. I never got taught that I should have a conversation about intimacy in the bedroom. It's just a given. Just a given. Given that you should know. You should know. Like, you should know what you should the other know. person wants all the time. You, all the time. Because, of course, we're mind readers. <laughs> But I've been in the same space too where I haven't found this subject at all easy to talk about with past partners but with you, easy peasy. It's that holding space for each other and, you know, I'm not going to make you wrong even though, you know, you can be quite kinky sometimes and sometimes. <laughs> Shh, don't I'm not going to say that. You know, I've never yucky yum. No, I'm you embarrassed. Know, it's, it's so cute. Blushing the same colour okay. as a jumper right Thanks now. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's time <laughs> to end the podcast. <laughs> I think what's wonderful is that I think for the first time in your life, you've been able to actually ask for what you want and get it and enjoy being in an intimate space more and more. And so have I. Like, you know, mm. I think we, we meet each other because we're willing to listen to each other's needs. And be open about it. Be open about it. Mm. Try to see from the other person, what they want. And if there is a problem, it's actually talk about it and go, oh, you know, I'd be like, sometimes I don't like it when you're really rough with me because you're, <laughs> I think you might hurt me. She's so strong. <laughs> I reckon she could arm wrestle me down. <laughs> She's looking at me now like, really? Have we gone there? He's just using this as an example. Like, <laughs> I just love the expression on your face when I say something. You're like, oh my goodness. Oh, this, this, What's there's great no is that, uncomfortable ground for Ben. No, none at all. And that's something really different about us in that sexual space is that, yeah, I am come from a space where I always talk about it and you haven't in the past. And that's partly due to being in a religious cult which didn't value intimacy in the same way, I believe. No, sex was just a function, have kids really. And, you know, even if you did have sex, there's so many rules around having sex and it kind of ripped all the enjoyment out of it. So therefore, this can be a problem for couples out there where their upbringing is quite different and sex isn't something that's talked about freely. It's a taboo subject and therefore it makes this quite hard for them to have these conversations. What would you recommend for couples out there that their sex drive is so different that they're really struggling to find some common ground on this? And can they find a common ground on this? That's a really good question. I don't know whether if you have different love languages, like we have physical touch is an important one for us, so we're always touching and holding and that allows us to then step into the next part of being in, you know, an intimate space. But if you have one person who just doesn't want to have sex and the other person always wants to have sex, then you're going to have That's some problems. Tricky. And when someone shuts down completely, there's got to be a reason for it. And I think bringing awareness into that and going, mm -hmm. oh, okay, why can't we meet each other? 
Like mm. what, what is the problem? Because there's got to be some middle ground you'd hope if you really love each other and you're committed to the relationship. I always feel there's got to be a middle ground here. And I think these conversations are really important. Like what turns you on? Make it a priority. Make it a date. Yeah, what's in, your yuck and what's your yum? Make it a date in the day to focus on that topic. I also like the question that what's your favourite way for me to let you know that I want to have sex, you know, so like those kind of questions. So we're not just stabbing in the dark with our partner and stabbing in the dark. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not just trying to work it out yeah. with this belief that we know what our partner wants because obviously everything's the same. Yeah, when it's not the same, is it? And. Take that time out to enjoy it, not leave it to the last minute where it's become a chore. So it's prioritise your intimate space, prioritise mm. that in your relationship, spend time talking about it and then spend time doing it. <laughs> Have fun doing it. Have fun doing that. And I think it's one of those parts of our lives that when we work on that and we get better at it and we meet each other more often Mm. then it just amplifies the goodness in our life it's another level isn't it of the relationship so i think that pretty much wraps it up thanks for joining us on one of the ways that we're all different and look forward to talking to you again soon see you next time bye thanks for listening please subscribe and follow us And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.